Hello and welcome to Illochat, a place where two friends who are illustrators talk about the world of professional illustration. I am Olga. And I'm Sunny. And we're both children's book illustrators. Join us in our journey while we share what has and hasn't worked for us as we navigate this creative industry. This is episode 20 and we are talking about the best and worst advice that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And we are planning to start with the worst advice because we don't want to end on a sad note because, you know, some of the yeah. bad advice that we give ourselves that we've heard and we don't want to end the episode there. But I do want to start with the best advice that you gave me because we are recording back to back. And on the last episode, the best advice I've heard from you, Sunny, was to go back to play. And because we talked about the sketchbooks and I was so missing that so much that it it just it just started this whole idea and and I'm I'm as excited about the sketchbooks (laughs) as I was when we talked about starting a podcast (laughs) or or when when I submitted my first W seriously that's how excited I am about it good good so that was best advice I just know it's gonna be good yeah I think it'll be really fun Yes. So let's jump in. I mean, we just <laughs> we it's just fine. started with a splash, but here we go. I think it's fine. Um, let's start with the worst advice that I got, and and um, let's see. Worst advice wasn't really advice; it was more of a comment, and I think I let it get to me. So that wasn't, that's why it wasn't good. It hit hard. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I'm sure it was unintentional. It was someone I, someone I know very well. And I had mentioned, this was a few, like many, many years ago, that I had mentioned that I was going to start writing, that I wanted to, to start writing uh, picture books. And middle grade, I think I was writing a middle grade that I have not finished. Yeah. Um, I think we all have one of, but, a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> There's quite a few there that I'm like, this is someday it'll be. But um, the comment was, oh, everyone is writing a book nowadays. And it was it was said with the roll of an eye. Yeah. And it it hit me. It hit me hard and it made me feel like maybe I shouldn't do it, that maybe I didn't have enough authority to do it, Mm -hmm. um, that maybe I wasn't good enough to do it. And that it wasn't special enough. It's like, oh, everybody's like, no big deal. Yeah. And it stopped me for a while. And I went home and questioned if I was going to do it or not. And that's not good. That's not good because it's like you're excited about it. And, and it just... It, it took the it wind. It brakes on it for a while. Yeah, it took it the did. wind out of your sails. Yeah. Yeah. I... I, I always say, like, it, it, don't rain on my parade. And that's yeah. exactly what that happened. It rained on my parade. And and it I didn't feel, like, supported. And it made me doubt. It really made me doubt if I should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or worse, that would it even matter if I did it. And I'm glad I didn't let it hold me back for too long. Because it has been one of the best decisions that I have made in, in, in my career. In my whole, my whole span of... 40-something years, career-wise uh, uh, advice. Maybe it was an advice I gave myself, do it anyway. Uh, because it led to finding people that have made a huge influence in my life. It led to finding my passion, the thing I like to do, and 
I teach someone else to do it too. So, mm-hmm. worst advice that it wasn't special enough uh, that everybody's doing it, and you know what? Who cares? Do it anyway. So that was my worst advice that I received from someone, and or a comment that I received from someone else. What about you? Yeah, and I think I, actually both both of our worst advices. I think the similarities are they made us doubt ourselves. And as soon as you do that, mm-hmm. it, you know, it can really get to you. Um, my, my worst advice, and, and, and it caused me to stop writing for years, like a long, long time. Um, I was told that there's no future for you in writing fiction. And the person that told me this, um, well, they, they were not a fiction writer. They were an accomplished writer. And um, when I shared my work with them, um, they gave me a critique, but it was not from, they, they'd never written children's books. So at the time, I didn't realize <laughs> that you, the, like that time you should look for critiques from people who <laughs> do work in the genre that you're writing in or, you know, have experience in that area. And so I just respected them. So I, you know, I, I, just wanted their feedback um, in general, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but because they, because they didn't understand what they were reading or the audience that it was written for, their, their feedback um, was negative and, you know, and, and, and made me not want, made me feel like I wasn't good enough or I wasn't doing the right thing or I was, I, I should just quit. That's what, what it felt like. And so for years I didn't write and I, I thought, okay, well then I'll just focus on drawing or illustration or graphic design or other things, you know, I'm, I'm, that's not what I should be doing. Um, but then finally I joined a critique group and I ha I hadn't, I had just started writing again, but when I joined that critique group, this was, it was in person. Well, yeah, it was an in-person critique group. I I gave myself permission to start writing again because the people in the group, um, they were like, well, you're here critiquing our, you know, listening, critiquing our stuff, but you don't have anything. Why don't, why aren't you writing? <laughs> and I was like, well, wow, I'm, I'm here yeah. to learn. <laughs> I said, I'm just here to learn and listen. And, and I did. And then I was like, you know what? Why am I not writing? you know they asked the question and I was like that's true why am I not writing so I started writing and then um like I moved on past that and kept going I think sometimes bad advice is 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 not given to hurt someone else but sometimes it's the way we take it sometimes it is yeah you know like it could be like like with me like a like a comment that landed wrong yeah Maybe they didn't mean it like that, but how we allow it to fall on us, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. And it takes a lot more effort on our part to lift it off our shoulders and go like, enough, enough with this, moving on. Uh, the responsibility falls on us, you know, after, after someone can be a jerk, but then they're gone and they don't even think about it again. Yeah. And we are still carrying that and it makes 
a difference on what we are doing, that's 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 on us. I think that's on us. So that's I I commend you that you gave yourself permission to move on and move on and and just say no. Why? <laughs> why are you not doing this if this is what you want to do? Yeah, yeah. I, it, you have to let it go. Gotta... Yeah. Let, let's sing it. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> not sing it. No, we might get copyright strikes. <laughs> Start singing. Oh, the worst advice I gave myself. Uh, that one. I. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm sure, there's. I am. This I'm gonna be, be like, 48. This could probably be like two pages of stuff. <laughs> two pages long. Okay, I'm gonna be 48. Uh, we're in June. We're at the end of June now. No, it's we're July. July. Next <laughs> month. Next month, I'm gonna be 48 years old. This is something I did when I was 18 years old, and 30 years later, it still bugs me. <laughs> I have no. Yeah. And what it bugs, what it is, is, and I think I mentioned in so in another episode, that I, I made the, the I knew I wanted to be in the arts. I didn't know what career paths they were. And I contacted an 18-year-old kid, actually got brave enough to contact an illustrator, and it was a medical illustrator. Med, you know, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I don't even remember how I got that number, honestly. I, I'm, I'm what, sure it was what uh, made you know, the phone book back then. What made you want to contact them? Like, I mean, what was... I don't remember okay. that. I don't remember how I got their number mm-hmm. or why. I want to say that perhaps I used to take um, I used to take classes at night in college because when I, I back then I graduated high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I went to community college and I just took the um, what do you call it the requirements so I yeah. math English and all that until I could figure out what the heck I wanted to do. Yeah. So I but I always took art classes. This is like it's kind of like I don't know why I didn't put it together back then. I was always taking art classes as a as one as a side thing mm-hmm. and but not knowing that that could not ever allowing myself to 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 make that choice as a career yeah well yeah. somehow i don't know if it was an assignment i don't know how i got to talk to this medical illustrator that i asked for advice just to talk or or like to shadow them i don't know how i got their number i can't remember any of those details but I do remember specifically this, that he said, call me on this day. I will be at my studio mm-hmm. and you are welcome to come and you can shadow me and I'll show you how medical illustration is done. What are the steps and all that? Mm-hmm. The day that I was supposed to call, I picked up the phone and I dialed the number yeah. and fear took over. And I allowed fear to take over and I hung up. And I didn't make the phone call. Like I started dialing and I remember that feeling of this is serious. This got real. Like it got real at that moment. Yeah. And it was too scary. And I allowed, I gave myself bad advice. I said, don't do it. Don't don't call. I wish I would have called. I wish I would have done it. Maybe I wouldn't have gone into medical illustration. It doesn't matter. But I think it would have made the difference of me not wasting so much time. Yeah. Um, I I went into law. Like I said, no, I, I'm going to be a lawyer. And I didn't 
really it was just kind of like okay the next thing is you go into a real career not into this stuff yeah and um I think that was the worst advice I gave myself and it took a long time for me to figure out if it's scary to you it's because it matters to you mm-hmm. and and now 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 I, I still get very scared before I do something that matters and I do it anyway and I do it through the fear and I do it afraid and I just fake it and I go like done and then after I turn around and I go I did it anyway you know I did it and so that was the worst advice I gave myself then, which was don't make that phone call. Don't, don't, don't do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's it. What about you? What advice have you given yourself that is bad? Yeah, like I said, I could probably fill up like two pages of bad advice I give myself. Um, but from a really young age, um, I always loved to draw. Uh, when I was younger, um, my mom always had paper and pencils and her purse and I I've, I've always drawn but even I can remember even from super young I I always told myself you will never be as good as and the reason I I the reason I grew up thinking that and feeling that was because I was surrounded by very talented family members um who um I had a family my mother is a really good artist and illustrator and my grandmother was a really good uh really was an accomplished writer so i felt <laughs> i felt like um yeah i'm not gonna cry <laughs> don't worry uh, okay i stopped because we have in our notes i put this huge says no crying I'm not gonna and cry. i saw her getting a little misty eye and i turned it red for her <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. I'm it's okay. okay. Um, and but I, so I grew up with those two influences, who who of course influenced me to. I mean, who encouraged me to be creative in those fields in those way in in that way, but they also were always a presence in my life that made me feel like I could never accomplish that because when you're little and you're you know you you don't have those this, your skills are not developed yet but you see someone who's you know you're constantly surrounded by someone who's this you know at this level and you're way down here it it it, it um it really has an effect on you and so it's very hard for it was always hard for me to not compare myself to them and it wasn't until that, that's why I didn't go into a creative field until I was out of the military. Until I, I mean, I never even considered it until I had the GI Bill and I went back to school at the age of, was it, I was in my 30s. I was in my mid-30s. And so it, I think I had to grow up and mature and leave that, that feeling behind. I had to have, actually, I think I had to have enough self-confidence in myself to say that, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not going to constantly compare myself to them. Um, I'm my own person, so I'll find my own path. And, um, and then just focus on myself and see how, you know, try to be the best version of me that I can be, rather than constantly look at what the, where they are and try to be where they are. That was my worst advice to myself. But, it, it, but really, it cost me, yeah, like, you know, like decades of just you know I think it put me like several decades behind 
I mean, I still drew. I drew through, you know, childhood, teen, but I never looked at that as as something that I could do as a career because it was it was it was just unreachable to me because I felt like I could never be at their level. I uh, we are gonna do an uh, um, an episode on not comparing. I think see that I wish there would have been someone to tell us or you know like younger people or people that are just starting out go you cannot compare yeah where you're at now with someone that has been doing it for many many years mm -hmm. um it's it's not fair it's not it's not a fair and it's an impossible com comparison and, and 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 i'm sorry that that you didn't get that that i you know like and how would a child know that and that you didn't yeah. get that and, and I think I don't, but it. I don't think it, it wasn't their fault that, you know, they, they were supportive mm. of everything that I did. So it wasn't, it was, I think it was an internal, you know, struggle for me with my own self doubt that, I, you know, I, just being exposed to that made me question my own abilities that, but they, I don't think they realized that that was happening. It wasn't intentional for them. Wow. <clears throat> So I, that makes me uh, that always makes me wonder how like I know this this is gonna be a little off tangent but like especially like like kids who grow up with like parents who are stars or people who are super famous or super successful it makes me wonder how those children I'm not saying my family members were super successful but I knew they were really talented in those areas and so I always felt like I had to that like you know I I had to compete with that so I feel like you know kids who grow up with parents who have a certain level of success in an area or a field probably always feel like they're competing with their parents or how can they ever be that yeah. or be close to that or you know i i i it probably happens yeah often and now you're saying that, that i think of my children i think of my yeah i hope um, i'm not doing it to my your children and kids I, yeah <laughs> and we don't you know not intentional i yeah I'm, I, yeah, we're not gonna get into it. <laughs> there we go. That, this um, is our this is Illo Chat therapy. <laughs> Illo this is Illo Chat therapy hour. <laughs> I if whoever's listening out there, it's just you. A lot of the stuff in life, and this I have said to people that I know. A lot of the stuff in life, you figure it out when you need it. So you cannot. It's like someone learning to drive. And you're like, how in the world am I going to drive? Look at this person driving left and right. How can they do it? Well, they didn't know how to drive at the beginning. Mm -hmm. and, and you cannot compare yourself. You learn the skills as you need them. The, even the skills about in life, you learn them as you need them. I mean, you didn't know how to, we didn't know how to, like, um, you know how to tie your shoes when you Handle you're... our finances. Yeah. yeah. Or even though you have a home now, you didn't know how to cook dinners. You didn't know how to handle the finances. You didn't know how to drive a car. You didn't know how to use an ATM. You didn't know how to, uh, you know, we don't even write checks now, but write, write a check yeah. and do all those things. You learn when you need them, when you start using them. So, yeah, if, if, we, if anybody ever feels like that, remember that nobody was born knowing mm -hmm. everyone had to go. But you cannot compare your journey to someone's journey that is... 10, 20, 30 years ahead of yours. Yeah. It's just not a fair comparison. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the good advice. Yeah. Let's get happy oh here. God. Let's go to where this, <laughs> we knew it. That's why we did the ugly things first. All right. Best advice I ever got. 
this was when I was in college and one assignment that we had to do was to go and interview an, uh, an, an illustrator that we admire. This is how naive and young I was. It was an assignment. I didn't even have an illustrator that I admired. Um, everybody yeah. in that time, everyone knew uh, Gary Kelly. This He was the, the illustrator of the time. It was all editorial illustration, what we did. No, I wasn't going to call him. Yeah. So literally, I went and I looked at illustrations that I liked. And I, I saw one about the Civil War. There was this battle scene. And they, the, the painting was gorgeous. And I looked up who the artist was. Mm-hmm. And then I, there was an internet, find, you know, then. So I, I went ahead and Googled him. If it was Google, I don't know what was back then. And he had an agent. Like, to, in order to get in touch with him, you had to go mm-hmm. through, through his agent. So I called the agent and I said, I'm a student and my assignment, literally, this was, it was all honest. I'm yeah. like, my assignment is to interview an artist. And I was wondering if he would. And he called back. I left my number and he called back and he actually, we talked, which was, I was like, wow, this was easy. This yeah. Was, I didn't appreciate it then, how I appreciate now that this artist, and this is how naive, I don't know who he was. I can't remember his name. No. This was a paper I wrote for school. Yeah. And that's it. It was the end of that relationship. It was... I think the man was probably in his 70s back then. This was 20-something years ago. Yeah. He might not be around anymore. And I feel bad that I didn't uh, give it the gravity. Yeah. But I do remember his advice. So he put something in me that actually 20-something years now, I'm still thinking about and I'm using it and I'm giving it on to someone else. And I'm sorry that I cannot credit the the artist because I don't remember who he was. But um, his advice was that to be successful in a career in art, you need three H's. And it was the hand, the heart, and the head. So I'm going to start with the head. I'm sorry, I'm going to start with the hand. Um, he was referring to skill. You have to work on honing your skills so that, it, and, it, and that only comes through practice. Mm-hmm. And he was like, your hand has to be good at what it does. You have to be good at it. Um, you can't learn it by watching tutorials. You can't learn it by watching someone draw. You have to make a, ba- a bunch of bad drawings. <laughs> Until yeah. you get to improve your skills. That's it. It's that simple. Practice, practice, practice until you get good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Period. Simple. So you need a hand. Heart. You have to love what you do. This one impacts me now because back then I was drawing representational. What I could see, I would draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really hard for me to draw things that I wasn't seeing. I, you know, I could yeah. copy. If you put something in front of me, I could copy with, you know, I could see it and draw it yeah. like I see it. It was very difficult to draw from imagination. I realized now that what, what was happening, and I'm already going on a tangent. I'm so sorry. But no, I realized that what was happening is when you do that at the beginning, you're actually inputting information in yeah. your head. You draw enough things from life that when you are going to draw later on, you pull from that mm-hmm. and you are able to draw from imagination. 
So I was drawing still lives. I was drawing figure figures that you know people posing. I was drawing at the park. I was sketching animals at the zoo. Now I look for reference if I need, you know, like for a detail. But the main thing I can go ahead and do a sketch without having to look for yeah for specific reference, and that comes from many years of drawing from life. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't like that kind of drawing. <laughs> it's not the kind of drawing that I want to do. I want to draw imagination. I want to draw, you know, cartooning. Um, he said that if you're if you don't love what you do, it will show. It will show in your artwork. So at the very least, it will lack that impact of that power. It will just be a pretty illustration, a pretty drawing, but it won't have that that emotion. You're not gonna you're not going to communicate emotion mm-hmm. through your drawing. So it is important that your heart is also in it. Um, and then the last one was head. You need to uh, to know the business. Oh, that's you, good. I, that's yeah. That as yeah. artists, are we not the worst business people? Yeah, out there? <laughs> we are. Yeah. We are horrible when it comes to yeah asking someone to pay us for our skills. Mm-hmm. Um, Knowing what you're worth. Yeah. Yes, knowing what your rights are, knowing we don't care about that stuff too much because we just want to draw. Mm-hmm. But you need a head as well to be successful in this business. Um, so even if you end up with a rep or um, or an agent or whatever it is, you still have to know how to navigate this business and know that it is a business. Yeah. It is a business doing something you love, but it is a business in it. So you need the three H's to be successful: the hand, the heart, and the head. So thank you, unknown artist, and I am super sorry that I don't know who you are. And I wish I would have taken that advice with the gravity and the, the, the amazing advice that he gave me. And he took the time out of his day to actually give me that advice. Yeah, that was really good advice. It was really good advice. Um, I have one more um, before we go into yours, if you don't mind. Yeah, and no, This one is ridiculously... I, I found... <laughs> I, I've been watching an old TV show. So, this is the, so you see where it comes from. It comes from anywhere. Uh, Frasier is an old TV show that I think from the 90s. Well, I never got to watch it. Mm. So I've been watching it uh, in Hulu or something. I when, think when they're I'm coming and I just out. Have stuff. I think I think they're coming out with a movie. And they're coming out with something else. No, for Frasier. Is, oh, that I have no idea. Wait, I'm. You keep talking now. If they are coming out, it is literally because I've been watching all the shows <laughs> to catch up on shows that I didn't get to watch when I was working <laughs> outside of the home or, or when my kids were little and I didn't get to watch that much TV. Is it? They're out oh, there. Yeah, they're going to have a reboot. They're going to have a reboot. It's funny that you should bring that it up right awesome. now. Because I just saw five okay. days ago that there was a reboot coming out. Uh, they're probably going there is one person out in the world looking at all of these watching all these videos yeah. we must bring it back <laughs> because it's so obscure you made but you made them that's win. great i'll watch it um in one episode uh the the, the character from the show uh who's a psychiatrist in a radio station or something like that he says excellence does not require perfection 
So now listen to that. Excellence does not require perfection. Mm. So I looked it up and, and he mentioned that it was a quote by Henry James. And I'm going, who's Henry James? So then I started actually looking into this. And he was a novelist that lived in the, uh, I put here, 1863 to 1916. So look how long ago. But listen to it. Excellence does not require perfection. Mm-hmm. And I, I internalized it. I really did. It, it, You know, when you hear something that just clicks. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, that makes sense. Because we're so focused on the being fear, perfect. Yeah. Yes, we think we think yeah. there's a perfect. There is no perfect. There's just yeah. perfection is not attainable. So stop trying. There is yeah. no perfection. It's not attainable. But... Uh, the idea of trying to be perfect sometimes freezes us into not doing anything. It's kind of like, well, if this yeah. drawing is not going to be perfect, then I, I can't even do it. I won't try. Yeah. So I won't try. And that fear mm-hmm. is, is what's keeping you from even moving, even improving, even becoming excellent. So yeah. excellence <laughs> does not require perfection. Mm-hmm. And so that is the other, the other advice that I that I internalized and I think is excellent advice that's good um on to you best advice you ever got (laughs) yeah so mine's pretty short um but uh the best advice I got was from you Olga um draw through and check your values (laughs) I'm sure you got other (laughs) advice before that but this is the only thing you could come up at the moment but I know that there's I mean it's in effect yeah I'm sure I've got a lot of good advice but the I, I had that advice and I mean, I was taught that in school, of course, and um, it just it didn't really sink in until you pointed it out to me, you know, and it made me relook at things and, 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 and reminded myself to draw through and check my values. Uh, I think I, but like you said, I don't think you're ready to learn something. I don't think you sometimes I don't think things sink in until you're ready to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yes, you can hear these things over and over and over again, and it can be taught to you in school. But until you're open to receiving it, it, it won't it won't sink in or it won't, you won't hear it. Um, and the other best advice I got, I don't know who this was from. I think I've just heard it over and over and over and over again is is write or draw what you know. And um Oh yeah. Actually, that that's kind of what kind of what I've, uh, the advice I gave to you. <laughs> when I yes, I am gonna. <laughs> but but I mean that's why I said it is because you know I I've heard it so many times. I'm just like you know, and I but I'm really bad at that too. Like and I I I I think I'm afraid of not giving away too much of myself. But I I think I'm afraid of. Uh, exposing myself of 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 letting people see who I really am and the the things that I really struggle with and the things that I really have experienced in my life and putting those into stories or into art because uh, those are sensitive topics and you know it's part it's part of who I am so you I think there's a part of me that's afraid of showing me the real me and letting uh, because what what if if be, then if people don't like it, then they really don't like me. You know what I mean? If they really don't like that art. Oh, yeah. And that's who the I am. The stakes are higher. Right. But I think it makes you a better artist and a better author if you do that. For sure. 
that is a huge you gave me that advice and it changed and maybe what you say you sometimes you get advice but you're not ready to hear it you mm -hmm. did that to me you remember um so it was a hard topic to talk to you about though because i didn't want i didn't want you to think i was trying to tell you to be somebody different like i mean or i don't know and I, yeah that was hard to that was a hard conversation <laughs> That was a hard conversation, and we cried quite a bit over yeah. that. And so, people have no idea what we're talking about. I'm Hispanic. I am Latina. I I speak Spanish. I speak with an accent. I I this is who I am. But I've always been very sensitive about trying not to be like that, and trying. I don't know how people will will accept or perceive. We've always especially people that, that, that come from other countries. I, I, I was born in Miami, but I lived in Ecuador for, for um, over a decade. And when I came here, I was like, you're not Hispanic enough and you're not <laughs> American enough. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this, this struggle. So you try to try to blend you know, in whitewash yourself. Yeah. Yes. You blend in and you, and it took meeting you and you telling me <laughs> kind of like, why are you not yourself like even you know like doing a podcast and, and things like that and writing about the stuff that I knew I think what you say you know that write and draw what you know it has two two I think there are two main reasons why we we struggle not to do that is either the stakes are high and you might not like and that will hurt if you don't like Mm -hmm. This, who I am as a persona, everything. This is just who I am. I speak with my hands and you, your experiences. And if, if someone doesn't receive them well, it's, it feels like an attack to you, right? Mm -hmm. The other one that I feel and that I, I often felt too, it was maybe nobody cares. You know, maybe it's not important enough. Like, w write what you know. What, what do I know? Maybe Maybe what I know is not it's not amazing enough, you know, but what we don't get it is like every story and every story that you write matters to someone. And in every story, no matter what, ins what insignificant little thing it is becomes, can become a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm glad that you gave me that. I'm very, very thankful for that because you, you made me comfortable. You made me comfortable. Okay. And, that made a huge difference in me able to get over some of those fears that were holding me back. So, see, we go back and forth. It was like the best advice that you gave me. And it was, so I told you to draw through. You told me, be yourself. That's like, like little advice here. And you're like, I'm going to make you come out and be into the world and, and be yourself. And yeah, so <laughs> it was very good advice therapeutic episode yeah. and oh and tying it back to the last episode uh, going back and playing that was good advice too I, I know I keep going back to the sketchbooks and all that but <laughs> my gosh I, I, I need to play again <laughs> I, yeah maybe like it made such an impact because I really do need to play again I am 
yeah. is all work and no play. And what is that? The Shining, <laughs> that, that movie, all work and no play makes Johnny a dog. Do they is say that? that? I don't. Thing? Is that from the Shining? I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Isn't that what he was typing, or is that a cartoon? I have no idea. I've heard that saying though, like in a lot of different places. So yeah, no, I feel the same way. I feel like I'm not. I'm not playing at all i'm not exploring or yeah it's it's hard uh, it's digital is so wonderful in so many ways it's so convenient it's so fast it's um it makes a lot of things easier but it doesn't there are certain things that it just doesn't give you like the tactile feeling and the of flipping through pages of messing up and keeping those mistakes and just yeah so much it's too clean yeah i think it is too clean we need some messy it's a little too easy i think that in in some ways you know because you can just delete <laughs> delete that delete. layer a- a- yes and exactly and, and yeah and keeping some of the mistakes underneath and and we can do that we can do it by keeping layers in and yeah. all that. but yeah there's something i need to go back to painting i need to go back to the sketchbook i need to go back to actually touching things mm-hmm. that are papery and i think <laughs> even if you just had messy paintings you know you don't have to we were talking in the last podcast about how because what i was trying to say and i know this goes back to our last podcast but what I was trying to say is that when you work in different, when you play around in different mediums, that helps change your style or influences your style. What I'm, what I was, I wasn't saying that working in one medium should be the same as, like, painting should be the same as digital. Even though we would love it to be that way, it doesn't have to be. Just playing around with the paints can help influence you or inspire you in your digital painting I think and in your you know in your in your and also in your creation process if you're I think if we absolutely if we go back to just you know messing around with even if it's just pen and ink or pencil and paper I think that really changes how your brain thinks and like you said like how your your hand moves and and makes you keep those messy bits and the and the mistakes and helps influence your whole creation process, I think. I, I think we've lost a lot of that. You know what I noticed the other day? I have to... Oh, I went to the local library because I'm starting to, to meet with librarian, librarians. I always miss that R in library. Librarians. Uh, because, we'll, you know, once the book comes out, I'll have to, you know, mm. go out there and... and, and um, yeah. Hopefully do readings or signings or whatever it might be. So I I was leaving my my information. They they asked me to go ahead and leave my information. I didn't have a card. Oh. So I had to write <laughs> down my information. I know, I know. I, it was it was a spur of the moment. I had changed my purse. I didn't have new cards. I need to make new cards. Yeah. Because that's the thing too. It has that wrong information. And um and I I'm writing and I notice how bad my handwriting has gotten. Yeah, me too. Like really <laughs> bad. Like I, uh, I and, and maybe I type on the in computer or whatever. Yes. Oh my god. I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. You, so yeah. Or I'm doing. I, or I'm doing this. I'm doing on my phone. Oh you no, know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And I'm trying to. I'm trying to expand paper. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Sad. I am really doing that. And it's just, oh my goodness. Uh, I almost feel like we have, I am trans, you know, tr- transferring to that area. Like, you know, when kids stopped writing in cursive yeah. and they only started writing the, and yeah. they cannot read cursive anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where we're at. Like we're, we're at that point where have we forgotten how to write? Like, yeah. I, it's hard to make a beautiful handwriting. I can do it in cursive, but actually, like, like, what do you call it when it's not cursive? The other one is... Just handwriting. Like, type? Uh, Just handwriting? Okay. Yeah, handwriting. Yeah, I don't know. There may be another print, word. Print, print. I think it's called print. Yeah, printing, yeah. Print. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very messy, and it's not pretty, mm-hmm. and... and and I, I really struggle. So I'm like, no, no, that's, you're not going to be able to read this. And I'm here writing. And the lady is looking at me. And I'm like, it's been a long time since I've actually written with a pen. With a pen. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, I write with two fingers or with my keyboard. Yeah. But believe me, I wrote a book for real. It's just. You're like, can I text you my information? I just, I I just forgot how to write. How to write with paper yeah. and pen. Yeah very embarrassing so yeah come on we i i'm doing this i'm going back (laughs) to i'm not giving up the digital digital is the way i'm going to continue yeah but i am going to go to a sketchbook and i'm going to play and i'm going to sketch and i'm going to print and uh, things and make it beautiful and messy and i got to work out work my hands i used to sculpt a lot that used i used to make my cats i haven't done that in years and it's because I don't have the time to play anymore. Yeah. So, like, whenever I have time to, to sit down and draw is because I, I'm doing work and I'm progressing yep. something. Yeah. But I need to find some time to play. It's, it's, it's part. I have to, ta- to use that playtime as part of my creative process to get to the finished illustration. It's, it's, it's imperative. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so good advice. <laughs> well, listen to this episode. Uh, if you have good advice that you have heard, uh, share it. Yeah. Share it because you never know who you're going to help and touch with good advice. Um, we have the community, Elochat community. Share it there. Maybe we'll start a post and say, hey, if you heard good advice, put it here. We can do We'd that. We'd love to hear it. Um, yeah. We are we're still on Instagram, so please do write on Instagram. Um and let us know. Maybe we'll, we'll post something there. We haven't been posting lately, but we will. We will. We will post some stuff again. Um, and subscribe. Subscribe to our newsletter. Share the podcast and share advice. Yeah, we'd love to hear your good advice. <laughs> All right. Uh, good night. Night. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. You can find Sunny's work at sunnyduran.com and you can follow her on Instagram at sunnyduranillustration. You can find Olga's work at olgachildrensillustrator.com and you can follow her on Instagram at olgachildrensillustrator. Elochat is also on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, you can write to us at elochitchat at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast, Leave us a review, share it, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.